It's been a challenging year for pork. The National Pork Producers Council says input costs were up about 60% from where they were three years ago, and the price of pork isn't supporting that. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and this is some of the information I gleaned from Holly Cook. She's an economist for the National Pork Producers Council. She says the bright spot for pork is exports, but other than that, Pork farmers are faced with incredible economic challenges. It's a very challenging economic environment, and really starting in the fall of 2022, we saw hog prices that maybe would be good relative to history, but um, started to, to not be sufficient to offset very high cost of production. So over the last three years, from 2020 till now, production costs are up about 50%. And so as we see things like domestic consumer demand be softer than it was in the years following the pandemic, Um, as well as supplies of pork and hogs that are very similar to a year ago, um, we've seen just profits turn very negative. And so, so far this year, averaging about a $30 per head loss. Um, That's some of the worst times that a lot of producers have ever seen, and certainly within the last 20 years. Have you been able to pinpoint why demand softened so much domestically for pork? There seems to be some clear kind of things that have contributed. We saw after the pandemic, stimulus payments increased SNAP benefits and things like that that really helped boost consumers' incomes. So that was likely very supportive of pork demand, um, as well as just consumers being at home and you know having more opportunities to cook pork. And so kind of starting again in that 2022 timeframe with the absence of those payments, as well as prices that are rising across the board um, and really putting pressure on consumers' incomes, they declined for about a year and a half. So declining consumer income is certainly a big factor that's likely than why we've seen these lower um, hog prices. But in the grocery store, is is pork an affordable option and how come consumers aren't drawn to that? Yeah, pork is is a competitive and an affordable option and prices on the, at the retail level really aren't much different than a year ago. Um, and so in demand, it's it's not that it's terrible demand, it's just softer than it was a couple of years ago or the last couple of years. So, um, you know, not a terrible situation, but not those strong levels that we've seen and that we've relied on to support hog prices above cost of production. Holly, was was I correct in hearing you ahead of this interview that pork producers are seeing historic lows when it comes to their own income? Well, when we talk about the income side of it, it's these prices are in the top 10 as far as annual average compared to past years. So the prices themselves may look good relative to history, but it's because we have such high costs that we're seeing very, very negative profits. And so that is, as I said, like one of the worst average loss periods we've had in 20 years. So what kind of ripple effect then is this having in the industry? Are are producers able to stay in the game or are they looking at this as a time to say, all right, time to try something else? Yeah, I think that looks a little bit different on every operation. You know, we've had seen some information come out of like lenders and the, um, you know, farm credit businesses talking about, you know, depending where producers started, you know, when we we entered this period of, of negative returns as well as just every individual farm model. You know, that's a decision that is probably being highly considered right now. And as we head into the end of the year, which is typically a low point for hog prices, we still have challenges on the horizon early next year. We're definitely, you know, heading into that critical time for a lot of farms. Are we seeing contraction in hog numbers, in producer numbers? One thing that we are seeing, we saw a little bit of a reduction in the breeding herd in the September hogs and pigs report. So that's now the lowest it's been since 2016. And since kind of May, June of this year, we've seen an elevated level of sow slaughter. So seeing those numbers be higher than a year ago, seeing those account for about 1% of the breeding herd each week is a sign that we're in a, a contractionary phase. And so we'll get updated information in December, but likely means we've got you know some cutting back going on in the industry.
So if supplies contract, does that mean there may be good news ahead where those prices will lift for our producers? Yeah, right. So we need a, you know, need a hog price that can offset the cost of production. That's due to supply and demand factors. So with no change in demand, lower supplies should lead to higher prices eventually. Um, USDA forecasts don't show year-over-year declines until the second quarter of 2024. And it's important to keep in mind that decisions made today by producers take a while to show up in the market. We were looking ahead into the new year, and you mentioned there there's still some challenges that Wisconsin pork producers will be facing in 2024. What are some of those that are top of mind for you? I think we're seeing a little bit of relief on the, the cost of production side with some lower feed prices expected in the new year by based on USDA forecasts. That's something that will be a little bit helpful, but we're still expecting to see a cost of production that's much higher than average. So that's still going to be a challenge. Um, And on the supply side, as I said, USDA is expecting uh, really no change in Q1 production. And so still may see those levels that aren't able to support a higher a higher hog price and definitely still challenges on the consumer side as well with inflation and just interest rates and things like that that are that are keeping the pressure on consumer purchasing power. So the the numbers that you're sharing with, with us this information how does National Pork Producers Council use it to make a difference? How is this information going to the capital and helping make positive change? Yeah, it's really important to be sharing this information with lawmakers and congressional staff and things like that. So I'm based in our public policy office in Washington, D.C., and so able to incorporate this information into things that we're sending to the Hill, into meetings that we're having, and just making sure that everyone's aware the challenges that producers are facing and how important some of the policies are that we're talking about. Farm Bill got an extension. You've got some more time now to kind of get a message across. Is there anything from an economist's perspective that you hope gets included in the Farm Bill to bring some solutions here? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of priorities in the Farm Bill related to animal health and, you know, preventing and protecting our industry in the event of a foreign animal disease. So those are obviously of critical importance. Um, and so, you know, really just hopeful that Congress is able to, to pass a Farm Bill with, with those things. And then another thing that's created a lot of uncertainty for, for producers is Proposition 12 and the, the precedent of seeing, you know, potentially more laws like this. And so, um, MPPC also advocating for a solution to, to those questions and those challenges in the Farm Bill as well. Can you tell me uh, maybe the implications that you've seen so far with California's Proposition 12 rule going into effect? Producers, um, if, if they choose to comply, having to maybe reinvest in their operation. Yeah, I think that's, and that's of course decisions that are made at the individual farm level, but I think what we do know is that we're in a very tough economic environment going to probably be really hard for most operations to think about making those significant investments um, in their farms at a time like this. You know, there's not a lot of public information on what what's happened in, in terms of retail and, and those types of things right now, but there's an article out of the, the chief economist's office at USDA a few months ago showing that we have seen some significantly higher retail prices in California just as this has been implemented, and I think the full impacts may not be obvious until we get past the first of the year, but certainly something that's created just a lot of uncertainty on on the demand side of things. Holly, we didn't talk about the international picture at all. I know that international demand has been more of a positive spin for pork. Absolutely. Exports have have definitely been a bright spot in the pork industry this year. They account for about 25% of our production, so seeing increased volumes is is certainly helpful. And 
it's likely that U.S. pork has been able to become a little bit more competitive in some of these markets as we see reductions um, in higher prices in other countries that, that are top producers and top exporters. So, yeah, that certainly could be a point of optimism for the industry going forward. Holly Cook along with us, an economist for the National Pork Producers Council. She says U.S. pork farmers are the best in the business, raising hogs better than anyone else in the world. And she says that's an important story to tell to people in charge of policy. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.